Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Radioactive Spider-Man. 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 Radioactive Spider-Man. Spider-Blood. Spider-Blood. Radioactive Spider-Blood. 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 Radioactive Spider-Blood. 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 Radioactive Spider-Blood. 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 Radioactive Spider-Blood. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. If you couldn't tell, on today's episode, we're talking about Spider-Man the Animated Series. What you just heard were the lyrics to somehow the greatest superhero theme song that was ever recorded. It honestly is. Um, Tija's lack of emotion during reading that was actually pretty good because the song is like a robot singing. It's like, Spider-Man, Spider-Man, radioactive Spider-Man. It's, it's, it's a wild song. Um, it's like a minute long. It's, it's, it's a rock song. It was uh, performed by Joe Perry, who was the lead guitarist of Aerosmith. Um, which I never knew until I started doing research for this episode. I didn't realize that, because there's a cameo, or at least a reference to him, in one of the episodes that we watched, and I never knew that that was on purpose. Um, this, I don't know. I don't know how you feel about this show, but it was easily my favorite of the, like, superhero shows of that era. I think this beat out Batman for me. I don't know why. I just watched this more. Um, you know, I think Batman still wins out in my heart, but this is my gold standard Spider-Man. Oh, sure. This is not this is not the first animated Spider-Man show. It, honestly, it might be like the second or third. Um, but in my yeah, opinion, they have that classic really bad one from like the sixties. Yeah, seventies, something like that. I, I I I think I've only seen that one in memes. Me too. Yeah, I used to have an entire stock of just spider-man memes and that's what i would respond with for like a solid year of my life yeah i know that was a weird time when you were doing that to me <laughs> yeah <laughs> um the show it uh, you know originally aired between november of 1994 and january of 1998 um it was uh produced uh by i never i don't know if i'm ever saying this guy's name right it's avi arid um who is the guy when it comes to Marvel TV. I'm pretty sure he was the founder of Marvel Studios, the, like the television subsidiary. Um, if there is a Marvel television show that you have watched, uh, I would say there is almost like a 99% chance that he is either directly involved or tangentially involved. Um, He's like the Michael Uslan of... Yeah of marvel it's like the name that pops up at the end of every marvel show he's yeah he he's everywhere and he didn't i mean he's still going i mean i think he's in his 70s he's still going he's um one of the producers for the craven movie that's coming out not necessarily a good thing God help but, it. yeah but i mean he was on you know the 2002 spider-man he was an executive producer um all of the recent MCU Spider-Man movies, he was an executive producer. He is like 
I don't know. I, I feel like you can't make a Spider-Man adaptation without this guy. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, I wonder if he was involved in, in the Spider-Verse. He was. He was, yeah. He was involved in uh, all three of them, including... Well, both of them, and I'm assuming he'll be involved in the one that's yet to be released or made. Yeah. Did um, you see the second one? I have not seen the second one yet. I'm very disappointed. Oh. Uh, oh, it's it's so good. That was actually um, for my first Father's Day. By the way, if you hear any babies um, on this track, it's me. Do not do not adjust. <laughs> um, my my daughter is with us on this one. Um, but for my first Father's Day, Fran got me a ticket for me to take myself to the movies to see uh, Across the Spider Verse. That's awesome. It was uh, it's it was playing at the movie theater at the end of my block. My law partners, who I normally go see Marvel and like superhero movies with, and I was like, I'll ask, I'll wait to ask him and go see it this weekend. And then they started playing The Flash instead. Oh, wow, what disappointment! Yeah, so Spider Man from the 90s. Uh, this show, I mean, I, I think we already mentioned one of the executive producers, other executive producer, uh, just some nobody i don't know if you guys have ever heard of him his name's stanley um yeah he's, he's no no i'm kidding uh everyone knows who stanley is if you're listening and you know who spider-man is you know who stanley is we don't need to explain he, he put his name into everything that is marvel and some things that are dc stanley yeah. yeah, stanley jack kirby and uh steve ditko are their comic books that's that's if without them, there would not be comic books as we know them today. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I would say so. I mean, I think there are some others. Um, sure, sure, but but just but, uh, the volume of characters that they shout out is. Oh, you know okay. I mean? Yes, because there are people who were like they were famous for creating a character. Yeah. But then, yeah, but then you have those three who are just like let's just create create the entire universe together. Yeah. Yeah, and and it, it it's wild to think that like, I mean like I'm I'm not a I'm not an artist, um. So the idea of creating like one successful superhero or character would be like crazy and wild. The idea of creating like hundreds and somehow they're all relevant just seems impossible. I mean, yeah, sure, for sure. They had a they had a lot of misses, and honestly, a lot of the characters that are now popular they weren't popular until these movies started coming out. Like uh, I- Iron Man was not like a very high selling comic book, and then Robert Downey Jr. came out. Well, I don't think that's just Iron Man. Comic books were not very high selling in general. I mean, okay, well, you know, <laughs> relative to comic sales. <laughs> All I'm saying, Iron Man was not selling very well. Uh, hey, hey, say what you want, you know what I mean? Whatever, whatever. Um, comic books were about to go down the drain. I, Marvel has been bankrupt multiple times, and it, if it oh, wasn't... Oh, for, for sure. If it wasn't MCU, for these movies, they would be MCU bankrupt. saved, like, the entire industry. I feel like. It, it, like, not not just the, uh, their comics. Like, it brought people back to the comic book shop. Mm-hmm. Although, we don't have... I, I, comic book shops are still kind of dying and they're just becoming game stores and warhammer 40k stores at this point which is fine if that's what you're into it's just not the same that's true i I think i think that's probably true in um small smaller towns yeah 
I would say. Um, the where my parents lived, it was pretty much just a game store with some comics. Yeah. Uh, but actually, where I live, it's Los Angeles. Yeah. Uh, there are there are a lot of really good comic book shops that I go to that are just comics or memorabilia. I this this show. I mean, yeah, comics are great, but it's like cartoons like this that I think mm. is the only way to really get people into that kind of thing because you got to start young. One hundred percent. I mean, this my first comics that got me into comics were Spider Man, and I started reading them because of this show. Me too. Although I think my first comics might have been Batman, but still, um, Spider-Man is Marvel. He's the face of Marvel, um, and if it wasn't if the, if it wasn't for Sony owning him, they would have been able to use him way more. Yeah, they they would have. But, um, but th- that being said, the Spider-Verse films are the best Spider-Man films that have ever come out, and they're they're Sony. True. In my opinion, at least. True. I think they're the best. I haven't seen the second <laughs> one. I'm assuming it's great because the first one was amazing. Honestly, oh I God. just assumed that so it good. can't be as good. <laughs> I, you'd be surprised. I'll have to watch it. So this show, I mean, it ran for a while. This show was already doing reruns by the time I had started watching it. Because, um, like I said, it ended in 1998. Um, ran for five seasons. Uh, 65 episodes. Um, a number of really, you know, prolific voice actors were, um, what's the word, were, were attributed to this show, um, but the ones that you really need to be aware of, in, in my opinion at least, um, are Christopher Daniel Barnes, who did the voice of Peter Parker, also did the voice of Spider-Man, obviously. Um, I just, I don't know, this, when I think of the way Peter Parker, I would expect him to sound in animation, it's Christopher Daniel Barnes' voice. Yeah, I mean, and there there are moments. I mean, I guess it's so like it's so superhero, but there's moments when he's so melodramatic, but it just it works. Like the shocker scene. <laughs> the shocker scene, and the uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Specifically, there's a scene in the episodes we watch. Which let's just get into uh, the episodes that we watch, and we can talk about the voice actors while we get into it. Yeah. So uh, the the we watched three episodes. It's a this show made use of multiple episode arcs, and the ones that we watched uh, were called the Alien Costumes, Part One, Two, and Three. Um, and give you give you a couple guesses about which which villain this is about. Which, <laughs> I, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I feel like it's I'm trying to explain things, but at the same time, like, I feel like everyone knows who these people are. Like. Yeah, and even if you have familiarity with Spider-Man, you know this storyline inside and out. It's it's been adapted so many times, and people want it to be adapted so many times more. Um, obviously, we're talking about Venom, um, the the symbiote, or I, I think they're called Clintars now, something stupid. Um, we're going to be referring to them as symbiotes throughout this podcast. Symbiote is such a cooler word. Yeah, it is, I just looked it up. It is Clintar. Symbiote is such a is such a cooler sounding word. But they did a bunch of background stories about about their planet. Yeah, about well, about their planet and their symbiote god and null. Well, it's a whole thing. Do you not know about any of that? You look so surprised. <laughs> Uh, so, like, yeah, the last I really left off, like, I thought they were soul symbiotes, but I knew that, like, Carnage had given birth, and the birth, and Carnage's birth was, like, the 1,000th 
symbiote in that line, which made it like this ultimate symbiote. It's it's this oh man. It's it's got it's gotten kind of crazy. Carnage is where I w- kind of was like okay that's I like that. So yeah, no, <laughs> it's a it's a fine place to stop. Not that there aren't cool things that happen, but like now there's like a whole you like a whole like sub universe of just symbiotes, and Eddie Brock is now a a, a god in and of himself. Um, Venom was, I guess, a good guy the whole time, even before. It's just a it's a cluster, but. Not important. Yeah, they're, this, they're just uh, going back and rewriting some shit. <laughs> this, uh, this, these three episodes, which aired uh, from January twenty-two uh, of nineteen ninety-five through February fifth of nineteen ninety-five, uh, all season one. These are episodes eight, nine, and ten. Um, there are loose retellings of the classic alien costume uh, storyline in the comics, where. Uh, Somehow, Peter acquires uh, this new black suit, um, this new organic black suit, and it starts to change him um, for the worse, and eventually we find out that it is an alien symbiote by the name of Venom. Yeah, it it makes him act real real grumpy all the time, and he's like, I'm going to get my way. And there, there's a scene where he's chasing a villain, Shocker, yeah. and he's like chasing him up a clock tower, and, and he's just like, he's pretty much just like, I'm gonna get you, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, no more Mr. Nice Spider-Man. Yeah, I, he, I, he's literally like, yeah, it's, it's, I, we can't describe it, you have to look up, just look up the, the Spider-Man the Animated Series Shocker scene, everyone knows what we're talking about, it's so stupid, it's so funny. And I can only imagine being in the voice booth, like, <laughs> that line. But, <laughs> I don't know. Venom, I think, is... I mean, he's not Spider-Man's, like, arch-nemesis. Because that's Doc Ock or the Green Goblin, depending on who you ask. I always say Green Goblin, but Venom, Venom's up there. I mean, he's his counterpoint. Right. Well, yeah. Right. But see, here. But here's the thing. Sp- so Spider-Man, the character, originally developed. Um, he premiered in 1962, 1963, and then all of his like rogues gallery, like Doc Ock, uh, Electro, Green Goblin, they all kind of started, or at least appeared for the first time, like in and around that period, like within a couple years of Spider-Man starting. Um, and then you got Venom, which didn't make an appearance until almost 20 years later, in 1984, and just mm. took over. I would say Venom is, by and large, the most recognizable Spider-Man villain. Yeah, now, now he, I would say yes. Yeah. Yes. More so than the Green Goblin, more so than, than uh, uh, Doctor Doc Ock. Even though they might have, they, they might be better villains... I think people, the the average person knows who Venom is more likely, or at least they recognize the whole motif. Yeah, the the black suit, all all that good jazz. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, you know, when when I was watching the show, I would yeah, I would have definitely said Green Goblin though. He's like his intellectual counterpoint and uh, physical. I guess that's it, and he's just crazy. That's what, yeah, that's what I mean. I think Green Goblin. He's like the Joker. Yeah, yeah. Green Goblin <laughs> and Doc Ock are better villains, 
Um, but I think Venom is more easily recognizable by the average person. Yeah, for sure. And Carnage, even, at this point. I'd, I'd say both of them are more recognizable than any of the other villains. In preparation... Which Carnage, Carnage used to be, like, not many people knew Carnage. Well, Carnage like, if, kind, if you knew Venom. Dumb. Carnage was, like, an edgelord thing. He is. But uh, so is Venom. He is, yeah. I, I actually always liked Carnage more, just because... Just for the fact that it was a symbiote that got attached to a guy in a mental asylum. And I was just like, oh, so, like, it, the symbiote made Eddie Brock crazy. And now it's getting attached to a crazy person. I was like, that's fun. Well, <laughs> from, from my recollection from reading the, the originals, and like I said, this, this storyline and these three episodes, I mean, we can go through it. It's, it's long. It's literally just uh, J. Joan Jameson's son, whose name I can never remember, comes back from mining an asteroid. I uh, think it's James. It might be James. James. Which, yeah. <laughs> so so creative. Yeah. Uh, whatever. I mean, his name's, the yeah. guy's name is J.J. Jameson. But um, he comes back from mining an asteroid. All this black goo attacks them. And they come back. They crash land in New York. Uh, the goo gets on Spider-Man while he's trying to help. He wakes up. And honestly, this is the coolest part of the entire episode. It's just the coolest introduction, I think, of a of a thing ever in my opinion um at least for a superhero suit where he just wakes up upside down staring at himself in a skyscraper in the black suit he has no idea how he got there and seems not that bothered by it yeah he's just like ah, oh, he's normal thing yeah. spider-man it's like where'd this come from huh okay um you know then you know it's the it's the suit, or at least something, is causing Peter to be um, more arrogant, more assertive, but also more aggressive. He stop he stops pulling his punches against his enemies, namely Rhino. Um, tries to kill Shocker. Um, his strength has increased. Like he was, at one point, he's like, "I used to have trouble lifting a Volkswagen Beetle," and then he like lifts his full van. Yeah, it's well, yeah. That I think that's a a stylistic choice for the episode because I think. As far as Spider-Man lore goes, it's it's stated that like he was always that strong. He just held always held back, so he wasn't murdering people every time he pushed them. Yeah, which makes sense. But anyone with super super strength would have to hold back in day to day life. Yeah, because I think I and I think it really came out when I forget in what continuity it was, but when Doc Ock became Spider-Man, like stole Peter's body. And decided to become a better Spider-Man, and then accidentally punched Scorpion's entire jaw off, and realized like, oh, this kid's this strong. Actually, he's been just being super chill about not breaking my bones every time we fight. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, he's very merciful. <laughs> yeah, um, and you know that's that's one of Peter's defining characteristics. And then when he has this suit, even though it makes him stronger better um he's more able to talk to women (laughs) um he's you know stands up for himself he's more assertive but he's also becoming this dark and twisted version of himself um i was a little disappointed that there wasn't a scene of him like dancing through (laughs) the streets um and getting like an emo haircut with eyeliner well, hey man, like we can't all be a masterpiece of Bully Maguire. 
Um, <laughs> apparently, and I could be wrong on this. Apparently, the whole like aspect that the that the symbiote venom changes their personality was something that like was added here. Ah. Um, in in the show, and it that that just feels like something that just feels right. Yeah, it just feels right because I I don't remember any other way. Even though I think I've read those comics, but I think I watched this first, but. Um, but that just—it's just part of it now. Um, Peter loses the symbiote, gets rid of it. Um, he thinks everything's cool now, but it attaches to Eddie Brock, who has a vendetta against Peter from current this this episode and past episodes. Eddie's just kind of a dick. Uh, one one cool thing that happened was uh, so there's a scene where Spider-Man's like fighting the police. And they use a sonic cannon on him, and that's when he's like, "Oh, this is how this is my weakness." Yeah, he gets out of there, um, and then later when he like releases himself of the suit in the in the church tower, he's using the bell. Yeah, and and the sound gets the suit off of him. As soon as the suit's completely off of him, I, I liked that uh, he he was like, "Did you make me forget your weakness?" And and like. Did you get inside my brain? And that was when, like, Peter was officially like, maybe you really are a bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like how much of it, like, because when I was, when I watched this episode, I was like, well, we're going to be recording. We're going to be talking a lot about Spider-Man and Venom. If, if you guys can't tell listening to this, me and Kyle l- like superheroes way too much and comics way too much. It's a problem. Um, <laughs> so I watched these episodes. Um, then I watched Spider-Man 3. Um, then I watched Venom, then I watched Venom 2 for the first time, Let There Be Carnage. Um, then Did I watched... you like it? It wasn't bad. I mean, yeah, I like... Well, I, I like Woody Harrelson, so... Yeah. I think it's fine. <laughs> I liked, I mean, I liked the first Venom movie a lot better, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's whatever. Then I watched Morbius, um, then I regretted watching Morbius. I don't know why I watched Morbius, um... And then I stopped watching Spider-Man things after I watched Morbius. So if that's not a, if that's not the perfect review for Morbius, I don't know what is. <laughs> Morbius stopped you dead in your tracks. It just, I was like, I guess, <laughs> I guess we're done now with this for a while. Um, but it's crazy how much if you watch this episode, these episodes, and then watch Spider-Man three, um, like back to back, it's crazy how much carried over, like. How many things that they were just like, well, these are cool things. And I mean, obviously, they're also carrying over from the from the comic book. But it's just like a it's a nice continuity that I don't think you see as often in superhero movies anymore. Um, I think they're really moving away from not necessarily shot for shot, you know, uh, remakes of comic books. But like there's just moments that people want to see that aren't necessarily being shown anymore and I like that this show and then those original Spider-Man movies were like no, these are the important things that we need to make sure are in here also he there, there's the dancing we have to have the dancing and then that weird like uh, what was it the piano scene <laughs> there's really not much more to say about the episodes per se I mean Eddie Brock takes over um, he then fights Peter. And but Peter he, knows his weakness. And then he loses. Voids it. Yeah. And then it's over. I mean, it's got some cool scenes. It's got some cool shots. 
The real highlights, though, I think, are the voice acting. Um, the voice acting for Spider-Man. Uh, Christopher uh, Barnes does an amazing job. Just There's just so much emotion. It's very believable. Um, yeah, and, and when he's, like, grumpy, um, black suit Spider-Man, mm-hmm. he, he's... Does it, he does a really good job. Like, there are parts, like we talked about, that were melodramatic. But, like, uh, there's a part where uh, J. Jonah Jameson put out, like, a million-dollar reward on Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And, and he comes there in the suit and just, like, threatens his life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and it's like, yeah, that would be scary. That would be pretty, pretty frightening if he just showed up. It's, and it's was like, weird. hey, I'm going to rip you from limb from limb. It's weird because, like, I feel like... Um, <laughs> Not, you know, not to talk about a different superhero, but, like, there's always, like, people that are, like, super tryhards and think they're super smart. Like, why doesn't Batman just kill people? Why doesn't Batman just, like, he, he'd solve so many problems if he just murdered all these people? And it's like, yeah, but, like, that's what Spider-Man was doing in this show, and, like, it didn't seem to be going that well for anyone, right? No, it, it didn't look like a good idea. No, uh, there's, <laughs> there's a reason they just don't carte blanche murder people. Maybe like maybe stop advocating for just murder. Like, yeah, like go read a Punisher comic if you just want like someone that goes around murdering people. And even the Punisher only murder like he's even he's only only even very bad people. That and cops. I don't know this this the, these episodes. I mean, the show is great. It has so many storylines in it. Um, that are just just pay great uh, homage to various Spider-Man comics. I mean, it's one of the few shows, Spider-Man-wise, that I think did the Hobgoblin, which is just not something that yeah. you ever hear about. You never hear about the Hobgoblin. So this this show did crazy shit. Um, there, um, I'm pretty sure this is the one where Mary Jane Watson like gets sent into a time portal by the Green Goblin or Hobgoblin, one of the two. I think it's the Hobgoblin. Um, you get she gets sent into a time portal and just like it's just like oh she's gone now and like Spider Man couldn't save her yeah and she disappeared into time well and like for a long time in the show she was gone well the show got canceled um, oh so she never came back so yeah technically he was never able to save because <laughs> he saved her and then you find out that she was like a water clone or something I don't know because Hydro Man was there and like. This show was not afraid to get comic booky. It was crazy. It was crazy. Like it had, it had the um. God, I'm forgetting all their names now. But the the Spider Queen lady that was like the psychic. Oh, uh, Spider Web. Lady, Madam Web, Madam Web. Web. Oh, good pull, good pull. Literally, if you they they, they got everyone all the ones. yeah, <laughs> um, and they did so many different like things that you're now seeing in the MCU. Like they did them in this first. Like they did Secret Wars. It wasn't you know. Yep. Doesn't was it word for word? You know what I mean. It was its own little spin on Secret Wars because it had to be Spider Man centric. Um, it did, it did Spider Wars, which is basically just the Spider Verse, you know, movies, but on a lower budget and with way less Spider Man. Um, yeah. But man, so many. I mean, so many little storylines. It was when this show was originally supposed to be made, they were told not to do full like episode like full season arcs um and they were like okay and then they, when they were making the show they were like actually we're gonna do full season we're gonna do full season arcs uh they just they didn't listen and it, it's great because you're watching the show and you know rather than like 
some of these other episodic superhero shows where you can just jump in whatever this one it was like literally each season except for i think the very first one had a name like they it was it was named the first one was none there was no name because they were just establishing people they were just getting as many you know villains in here as we could make sure you had all this background information uh then the second season um was called neogenic nightmare then sins of the fathers partners in danger um season five had the most arcs uh six forgotten warriors the return of hydro man which i think we could have done without hydro man but whatever no one cares about hydro man um he's just like a lamer sandman i I don't know why they just didn't i mean i'll be honest sandman's also kind of lame I like him well enough. I, uh, I think I always thought it was a really cool power, the things he could do. I think Sandman is easily the best part of the Spider-Man 3 movie. Yeah. And I think they knew that, and that's why they used Sandman for Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, rather mm. than James the, Franco. Yeah. But that's for different reasons. James Franco's kind of That's for very black. different reasons. He's kind of blacklisted, <laughs> but... Um, but yeah, Secret Wars, Spider Wars, like, this show had everything. If you were a Spider-Man fan, you have to watch the show. And even if you're not a Spider-Man fan and you're just like, man, I kind of want to get a primer for all these new MCU shows that are coming out, like, watch this. Because this was on Fox Kids and all of the other Marvel shows that were also on at around the same time almost i think almost all of them had a cameo in the spider-man show the fox um x-men show was in here Mm -hmm. um i think the the fantastic four shows up show up at one time punisher blade uh dr strange is in there at one point um another great that's another great thing about spider-man is like he's his solo act but he's like involved enough in all these other groups and, and activities. Mm-hmm. And the, you know the those characters they come in, they're in there for like an episode or two. Or she's sleeping. Oh, they come for. <laughs> she's not asleep. She she just ripped a fart. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they come in. They come in for an episode or two, and then they leave. They don't overstay their welcome. Um, just enough time for you to be introduced to this new cool character. However, this show has one ridiculously glaring flaw censorship this Mm. show has the craziest censorship of a cartoon i've ever seen those sonic cannons that you mentioned earlier they're just i don't even think that they were trying to do that i think they were just like because they can't have they didn't have guns in the show all the cops fired lasers Oh, yeah. Do you remember? Yeah, see, exactly. Now you're thinking, you're like, oh, isn't that weird? You didn't think about it back yeah. then. <laughs> They're not allowed to say the word blood, even though in the theme song, it repeatedly Radioactive. Says <laughs> but they weren't allowed to say blood. Um, when, when... Uh, Spider blood. <laughs> when Blade and Morpheus show up, and Morpheus, terrible movie. Morpheus, the character, pretty cool. Um, yeah, it's especially vampire. When yeah, especially Come when on. he's paired with Blade. They weren't allowed to. They weren't allowed to let him drink blood, so he couldn't. He couldn't bite people with his fangs. Uh, instead, he had like, like leech tentacle suckers in his hands, 
that he used to drink plasma. That's how they got around that. Do you remember that? Huh. I, yeah, now that you're saying it, I do remember that. <laughs> Isn't it so stupid? See, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm destroying your, 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 your nostalgia for this show. It's a great show, but man, the things that they had to do to get around that. I mean, true to form, I guess, because uh, early comic books, they had to deal with all sorts of censorship and figure out Figure out ways around it. Like, you couldn't talk about sex, so it would be, like, one scene would be, like, a guy and a woman talking, and then the next scene it would be a picture of a gun in a holster. Yeah. would be like, oh, okay. I don't they even, banged. I don't even know how they managed to get the Punisher in this show. Like. <laughs> yeah. Like, he, he just kills people. Yeah, that's his, that's his <laughs> shtick. Yeah. Um, that reminds me. Did you, did you ever know the reason why... At least DC superheroes all wear underwear on the outside. Why? So, as everyone knows, all super, almost all superhero costumes are skin tight because they want to show off the muscles. You know, these are ideal human beings uh, or or human like entities. Like they're supposed to be shown like all these rippling muscles and everything. Well, there are demigods. Yeah. Well, when you, at least in the forties. When you draw that, and they're in skin-tight clothing, they're basically naked. That's that's the way the censors looked at it. So the way they got around that was to put underwear on the outside. And it's like, well, no, they're not naked. Look, they're wearing underwear. <laughs> so if you're ever wondering, like, why does Batman wear underwear on the outside? Why does Superman wear underwear on the outside? It's because of censorship, because they they were like, well, we can't just have Superman's mound on display. <laughs> his, his impressive Kryptonian mound. And it's not like, I mean, I'm sure some of the comics were, but it's not like S- Superman was like hanging brain, you know, just slanging dog <laughs> while he's fighting Lex Luthor. But like, it was the 40s or the 30s, you know what I mean? Like, they just like, no, 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 no. He can't be, he can't even be maybe naked. A woman showing ankles? Stop it. <laughs> we we will have the moms coming after us and shutting us down so quick. Which which <laughs> happened anyway, but Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I this show, I mean we picked three episodes. Uh these three episodes because I think everyone loves Venom and I love Venom and you love Venom. But I would say probably in the 65 episodes that are in this show, there's probably like five that are bad. Yeah, it's mostly bangers and great villains. So of, you know, go back and forth, I guess, in a little bit in my head, but Spider-Man and Batman, two best rogues galleries. Bar none, I think. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, There's the, they just have the most diverse villains. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it's just due to their popularity, people they had to keep writing and producing villains for them. And they were bound to make some bangers. Yeah. I mean, Superman has some cool villains, but most of them are just kind of like... Either they're just Superman, but ma- evil, or yeah. they're just weird magic dudes. I'm trying to think of like other people, but like... I loved Metallo. Metallo is awesome. He's just that cyborg with a kryptonite like Kry- kryptonite heart. Yeah, oh. I I think Spider Man might beat out Batman in the most 
varied superheroes because Batman's all of or supervillains because all of Batman's supervillains are crazy people, one way or the other. Whereas, That's true. It's like almost all of them represent like some sort of psychosis. Yeah, um, all of Spider-Man's villains. I mean, they all have different reasons why they're doing what they're doing. Some of them are just trying to get rich. Um, some of them are like demon goblin people from who knows where. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, one of my favorite MCU villains is Kingpin. I love when he shows up in Daredevil. I love when he shows up in Spider-Man. It's just a good time. Um, He's a very underrated villain, at least in like live action. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. Venom's great. They need more of him. It sucks that we're never going to see Green Goblin in the current iteration of Spider-Man movies. Yeah, it, it really does suck. The like, um, I do like the new movies with Tom Holland. They're fine. They're great. Uh, well, not great, but they're mostly good. Um, but I hate, hate the fact that um, Osborne technology is not a thing. Yeah, why? Why would they do it's that? Just, this is like, it's only Stark technology. I just don't understand why they didn't just, why they didn't just have Oscorp a com- be a thing. A competitive, a competitive fucking tech company. Yeah, because just say that, <laughs> yeah, just say that, you know, Hen- uh, Harry and Norman Osborne just haven't been introduced to Peter Parker yet. That's fine. Like, don't, completely just write it out entirely yeah oscorp is great lots of cool shit comes out of oscorp oscorp i mean oscorp is the reason that doc ock exists because he was competing with oscorp yeah and you know what to the credit of the tom holland movies it doesn't show his his origin which i think is for the better but it does raise the question where was he fucking about that he got bit by that spider Stark was he in tech? Was, I guess he was just in a Stark tower. Stark tech. Yeah, he was just doing. I I I have a very negative view of the new Spider-Man movies. Not because I think Tom Holland is doing a bad job, but because I think that they leaned too hard into just combining Peter Parker with Miles Morales. Because I mean, think about it. And Iron Man, they, they they made him into the new Iron Man. It feels like. Well, yeah, in but a lot what, of ways. That's what I mean. Like they. Miles Morales' whole, like, beginning story um, in in a lot of his iterations is just that he's the next Spider-Man who is mentored by the original Spider-Man. That's not how it started, sure. Um, But that's, you know, the thing. You know what I mean? Miles Morales' whole journey is becoming him, you know, his own superhero and walking out of the shadow of his mentor and they just were that's like, no, actually, true. we're just going to make Peter Parker do that, but with Iron Man. Like, why? Huh. You know, I never really thought about it like that, but that's absolutely true, because uh, Spider-Man learned how to do everything on his own. He ma- learned how to make his suit on his own. Mm-hmm. You know, his web shooters, which they say true to that. Um, yeah. But, like, he learned to be a hero by himself. They really <laughs> like, he's, he's a solo act. They, yeah. He learned things by failing. They make him a lot more incompetent than he is in any other form of media, at least most other forms of media, by just like giving things. Like things are just being given to him. Like he's he's smart. That's his like. Aside from his actual superpowers, like he's also like has a genius level intellect on his own, without the spider powers, and they really just took that away, and I don't know why. Yeah. 
Um, I I don't think that there's such a thing as a perfect show. I don't think there's any show that deserves a 10 out of 10 rating. This show was very close. As far as comic book superhero shows go, I don't think it, 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 this, it doesn't get much better. It only gets about the same. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, w- I would tend to agree. I like Batman the Animated Series more. I think it's stylistically better. I think the stories are better. I think it's got a better mood to it. But man, I think the writing and the voice acting is better. I think it's just better all around. But it's, this one is still really good. <laughs> it, it's, it's hard to get past Batman. Batman is so the, the Batman the Animated Series is so prolific. But like I, I think this one definitely deserves a place at the top. Yeah, if not, it deserves it have a to, place. you know. There's never going to be... No one's ever going to agree on what the best one is. That's all a personal opinion. But this show deserves the acclaim. And I don't think any of the ones that have come since then have really measured up. No. I've watched a lot of anime and Spider-Man shows, and they are rarely that good. I think I've watched almost all of them. And most of them aren't bad. Most of them aren't as good. They're not, not, they're not, they're not all bad, but this one just, this one set a scene that can't be, this one, this one set the standard by which future Marvel shows should have been looked at, even though this wasn't the first one, but I think this, it was easily the most memorable one. This and X-Men. Yeah. And on our list of shows we're doing this season it's one of the only Marvel shows because Marvel did not make that many great anime uh, TV shows no Marvel's finally coming into the animation game and I'm glad for it um animation in my opinion is a way better medium for comic books yeah you can do anything tell any story without it looking goofy or coming across goofy (laughs) Also, your actors don't have to do a bunch of steroids and ruin their bodies. <laughs> that too. Yeah. Just voice steroids. Yeah, just voice steroids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Mark Hamill did no voice steroids. That man is clean. Oh, no, I'm, I'm talking about Phil Lamar. No one, no one works that much. Well, <laughs> Phil Lamar can be everybody. <laughs> He can do anyone's voice. <laughs> do you, the, none of this is going into the episode. It's fine. But now yeah. I'm just now I just want to say, do you did you ever watch that movie Being John Malkovich? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he's just everyone. Mm, yeah. <laughs> we need that. That's to, Phil Lamar. Yeah, we just need Phil Lamar to voice everybody in a show because they'll all be slightly different voices. Yeah. That's it for this one, guys. Join us on the next one when we're gonna be talking about Harley Quinn. Hell yeah, love Harley. Oh yeah.